Hello, and welcome back to the Futurism at JHU podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas, joined with co-host Ricardo. What's up? And uh, we also have Danny, who's the newest addition to the Futurism podcast. Going to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Danny. Um, I'm a freshman at Johns Hopkins, and I'm a neuroscience major. And I joined this semester at the the, the club fair. Sydney Hall Fair. CSF Fair, that, that one. CIF Fair, yeah. CIF, sorry. Oh, CIF. CIF. Yeah, CIF, of course. But yeah, so great story about Danny. Um, we were waiting for the shuttle. So we take the shuttle over here to the studio, and um, Danny was running a little late because he had to take the Jimmy up from the med campus, and he literally had to sprint. We had to, like, w- the driver was so nice, he, like, waited for us a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Danny just full out, like, Naruto sprinted <laughs> up the hill <laughs> to, the, Super to the van. So he has commitment. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Dude, it's because, like, I never realized that Baltimore has so many stoplights. Yeah. I was getting every That's single the thing. one. It's insane. Either it can take, like, you think something's going to take 10 minutes. Yeah. It could either take 10 minutes or it will take, like, double that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, you just never know. Um, but anyways, on a more serious note, we're in World War III. <laughs> but it's not what you think. And we'll explain what I'm talking about here. I know that was a very uh, loaded statement right there. So... I, I'm taking a consulting class right now and we're working with the NATO Innovation Hub. And we talk about how there are six domains of warfare. So there's land, there's air, there's sea, um, space, cyberspace, which is kind of like one of the newer ones. And then also the newest addition is cognitive warfare. And so that's the, that's the domain we're gonna focus on today is this cognitive warfare. And that's where I think kind of the combination of uh, cyberspace and, and the cognitive space are where World War III is kind of being waged right now. Like right now, obviously there's you know the war in Ukraine going on and there's conflicts around the world, but I think the biggest kind of worldwide conflict is this kind of cyber um, security and like economic conflict that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We were just talking right before this about how a lot of countries are starting to do things with their currencies and like kind of like turning against the US and there's like a bunch of economic implications. Um, and then obviously in the US right now, one of the biggest events going on was the TikTok uh, ordeal where yeah. the government's trying to, you know, ban TikTok essentially um, in terms of like privacy and security issues or, you know, however they're framing it. Um, so we want to dig into that and talk about what the implications are. Um, Ricardo's the most well-versed on this kind of generally. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it up or I'll trade it off to you. Yeah. So, uh, again, th- these might be some like spicy statements that I'm about to say. Uh, but yeah, the, as many of you know, the Congress hearing about uh, TikTok and potentially passing this new restrict act uh, was ongoing and finished off. And just my opinions on it, it was like that it was terrible. Like we have a lot of people that I don't know if this is like planned. I don't know if they're just made out to be like not very knowledgeable on TikTok or the internet. There were some really bad statements about people. So I don't want to generalize and say that like, it's because these people are old because there are some people that genuinely ask very good questions, by the way. Like I'm not generalizing it, but the majority of them just kind of seem not right in the head or at the very least didn't know what was <laughs> going on. Understand exactly. Like one person was talking about like, oh, does TikTok connect to your home Wi-Fi? And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, I'd assume if it's connecting to the internet, you have to connect to like your router or something. But anyways, uh, Aside from that, uh, not too many great questions were asked, but the main reason why they were bringing TikTok and specifically this is restrict act onto the spotlight was because there is, as Nicholas said, there's this new warfare that's being like, you know, thrown around here and there. And that has to do with not only the security 
in terms of the information that we're giving out there, but the potential for influencing a lot of people, especially younger generations, which, as we all know, they're the future of this country. They're the future of any country. They're the future of the world. So if you can influence them and, you know, sort of shift them towards a certain lane or a certain idea, then that can have huge implications for the future. And the main reason why TikTok was being attacked, um, at least in this case, was because they obviously have some ties to China. I'm not going to say that like it's 100% Chinese company because it's not. There's still like shareholders and stakeholders who are American, who have a lot of play um, and a lot of responsibilities within the company. But at the end of the day, like there are some ties to China. And even if there is the faintest of connections, there is still the possibility of China to be able to interfere one way or another. A lot of other companies have also ties to China, which have sort of the same dilemma, although they aren't necessarily like um, social media companies. We can talk about Tencent. We can talk about League of Legends, uh, about how, you know, they restrict the ability of even their players in tournaments to say stuff about China. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of moral implications, even Disney, which censors, you know, their stuff for Chinese audiences mm -hmm. because they want that good old money uh, to come in. But yeah, like the implication here is the fact that there's a lot of information going around. There's a lot of potential sensitive data that is going around. And the U.S. wants to, in uh, the way they're framing it, uh, to ban TikTok from being able to give and share this crucial information to potentially China or other third parties, which could have um, bad intentions in mind uh, with the use of this uh, particular information, which I 100% get. But the way they're trying to implement it is really bad. Uh, so I'm going to pose a question to you guys. How would you like it if, you know, all the social medias and all the different technologies that you use today didn't allow you to say what you wanted and the government was able to restrict what you said? Does that sound a little bit, you know, like authoritarianism? Does that sound mm. a little bit like censorship? Like, who does that? what country does that remind you of? I want to ask you. It'd be like, you know, us making this content on the podcast right now. Okay. And like you know, uh, I don't know, the university saying, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that, and, like, censoring certain information that we talk about, right? Is that, yeah. Could that be, like, kind of an analogy? Yeah, that's a perfect example. Isn't that what they do in North Korea? They prevent, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, North Korea, I mean... Uh, that's the biggest one that comes into mind. I China, mean, to some extent. The thing China. is, yeah, China is, is quite bad. Like, I will give the U.S., not the U.S. government in the sense that it really does not like China in, in terms of censorship. Yeah. Um... I will give it that. I think it is right. Like there's pretty extreme censorship. We had talked about it, I think on our privacy and security episode that we did a while back about how China has implemented all sorts of like threats to kind of privacy and security. Like one of the biggest things they did was the, um, I forget what it was called exactly, but it was a system of facial intelligence cameras oh, like yeah. all around major cities, like millions of cameras. Yeah. And they can literally track where everyone is at all times. Mm -hmm. And I was watching this documentary. I took a, a class on like dystopian fiction and we're watching this documentary on basically China implementing this like social credit system. I don't oh, know if yeah, you guys yeah. have heard of this. Yeah. It became a basically meme for a while. Yeah. It became a meme for a while. And they basically track everything you do as a citizen, oh. every, like everything they deem good like thing. as good. Like you help somebody do community service, your, you know, credit score or sorry, your social credit score goes up. You do something bad. I don't know. You you uh, I don't know. Steal food, or you don't pay for your meal, or you know something. You push an old bad. lady over. You, you know? push an old lady over. Your credit, your social credit score goes that's down. Not, that sounds like a book I read. I don't know if you guys read Legend. Legend. I don't think I've heard of no, it. No, it's like the fourth book, and the same thing. It's like in the future, and like Antarctica is like the big superpower of the world because of global warming and everything. Oh, that's funny. And the same thing, like 
everything's decided on social credit. Dang. Yeah. So I think, I think like the U.S. is valid about that point. Right. Like, although you could argue that there's a lot of privacy and security issues in the U.S. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we had, um, you know, all the things with, uh, you know, like the NSA, like kind of monitoring its own citizens. Yeah. Um, arguably, almost more so than foreign citizens. Um, which obviously was kind of a. Uh, it was kind of um, brought about due to kind of all the anti-terrorist activity. And I do see the merit in that, like of trying to, um, you know, track people more so you can like catch terrorists. But at some point it becomes too much where it's like you're impinging on people, just basic securities. Like, you know, every text, every phone conversation you have. Like if I want to take a dump in peace, I can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Camera right there. Exactly. So it's like, there's a certain, there has to be a balance of like, anti this kind of anti-terrorist sentiment that the u.s has taken and also like we need some like basic like civil liberties like we need like a basic right to just like some minimum level of like privacy and security right um but yeah i mean going back to the tiktok point you know i think there is something to be said about okay actually i had a total side question because i was going to say about um china you know, the U.S. is kind of framing it as like a privacy security issue. But then I've yeah. also heard the thing of like they're trying to brainwash U.S. citizens or whatever. Well, the like thing said, is, like yeah, the yeah. younger generations are future, yeah. like almost brainwashing them in a yeah, sense yeah. with like useless content or whatever. Well, the, the thing is, uh, it's really interesting. So at least from what I heard during the hearing, uh, and by, by the way, just like as a, as a side note, I didn't watch the entire hearing. I just watched a lot of clips to sort of make up my opinion. So if I'm wrong, I'm extremely sorry, <laughs> but you should watch the actual hearing for yourself and make up your own you know, mind about what a lot of these things were said, like, I will reiterate this again and again, like we are saying a lot of things, we may not necessarily be right on all of them. But we encourage you the viewer to always like look at the sources, look at what people are saying and actually make up your mind yourself. Because although we want to be able to bring out these ideas, we don't want to necessarily like negatively influence anyone. So please, for the love of God, (laughs) uh, look at the sources, look at what people are saying and actually make up your own, you know, idea of what things are going on. But yeah, so, for example, during the TikTok hearing, one of the things that somebody brought up was the fact that there's a sister company to TikTok called Duyin that is actually like in China, which that's usually, what I was going to say, which usually yeah. promotes like a lot of good things. But in that same way, that is still Chinese censorship. That is still Chinese propaganda. Right. But it's like, isn't it like a different version of TikTok? It, it, if you want to think about it, like it uses different the content? same basis of it. Okay. It's not the same content. It is like exclusively more Chinese content. Okay. Uh, but if you want to like, if you really want to look at it, it's still censorship because you're still steering the way that people are looking at things. And, you know, uh, in my, uh, leadership class, right. Um, leadership theory, we were doing a presentation on like influencers and like, you know, these different personalities who we may think potentially as like leaders, uh, in the like internet space. And one, somebody was talking about like, Oh, but what about like the leaders or like the influencers who are bad and like, shouldn't children, for example, or shouldn't, um, different creators think about the children that are like potentially watching their videos. And I'm like, I I posted this as more of a statement, but if I make content, if I make call of duty videos, right? Something that is a little bit more mature, or maybe I make content on like anime, but it's more mature. Although people think animation is like very like kid, like, uh, if, if my content is catered specifically to like older people, but I end up having a big kid fan base, is that my fault? Like, do I have to watch myself because it just kind of happened that way? Not necessarily, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And somebody from my team brought this point uh, that is, I think, encapsulates, encapsulates this whole conversation really great. Parents need to know how to parent their kids. 
Yeah. It is not the internet's responsibility to watch your kids. I am sorry. And <laughs> as someone that grew up with a pretty unrestrictive version of the internet, my parents are not very tech savvy. Um, and I definitely saw some things that weren't great. But the whole point is you can't give the internet the job of being the parent of your child. You've got to supervise. Exactly. Like there's uh, an insane amount of people that simply give devices to kids and let them access the internet freely, but it's really bad for a lot of reasons. And so I don't necessarily think that it's the government nor the actual like social media company's job to cater specifically to kids. Although there is something to be said for kids specific experiences, right? Like if you're making a website that is specifically for kids, you have some responsibility because you've given yourself the responsibility to be for kids. But if we're talking about something like YouTube, they have YouTube kids, but nobody's using YouTube kids, right? Not even kids. So what do yeah. they end up happening? Censoring the original YouTube and which I personally don't think it's right. I don't personally think that like creators that are really putting their best effort, which they're, 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 you know, whatever they're creating might not necessarily be kid friendly, but it's not the job of the company to like cater to just kids. And that's, I feel like that's a big problem. Although it is really helpful that there are sister companies that sort of endorse really good behavior, really good things mm -hmm. to kids. At the end of the day, like you're catering and you're like in a way shaping the way their minds are. Kids should not be on TikTok. Like that's just, I think we can say that as mostly as a fact, even though there might be like eight to 10 year olds, like on TikTok, watching a lot of these things and consuming a lot of these things. We can all agree that their parents shouldn't let them be on TikTok like that. And so at, mm -hmm. at a certain point, it becomes a responsibility of the parent to really watch out for what their kids are watching. Unless the government is like the government or like the company who's making TikTok is like, here, have a phone. You have to use it. You know, there's there's a, a definite like shift and balance between the two. I feel like censorship is not is very dangerous. Of course, you need to have censorship, like, you know, for like things that are obviously not OK. Right. Yeah. But you can't have it at a level that like. We've seen some countries that have it. Because, it's super granular. Yeah. But um, I feel like, like you said, like parents have to supervise their kids. But also, like, we are like the first generation growing up with social media. Like, we've never seen this before in human history. Yeah. Like, our minds are not meant or not wired to handle this type of, like, media. We just have to actually be aware of, like, the things that go into our brain because like i don't think a lot of american or a lot of people in this world understand the way the algorithms of social media work and it creates radicalized people that's why we're so divided yeah we like if we censorship is not the way but we have to be aware of the, the like the things that we're consuming you know it's so like we can't we can't only kids kids should not only be educated but also young adults you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a hundred percent true. That is also why I believe that a lot of these Congress people who are asking these questions weren't the best at it yeah. because they don't know what it's like. Like we as Gen Zers, as Zoomers, some might call us, uh, we've grown up with the internet. So we know a lot of the inner workings, right? Some, some of these people I'm pretty sure don't even know that like the more you like a certain type of content, the more it'll show up on your page. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. to the base, basis point. And that creates radicalized people. Yeah, like that's something yeah. that is very true and everybody should watch out for, right? Like yeah. these information bubbles that we get ourselves into. Yeah. Uh, but no, but at the end of the day, like I think there is a clear divide between like what should be allowed and not. And at the same yeah, time, yeah. how parents should parent and not necessarily give the internet to their kids as a at everywhere babysitter. Uh, but 
there's also like you said the argument to be made about um like information and a lot of these like different things that could potentially be leaked to china and i think that is why tiktok is being used as a major um objective right tiktok is on everyone's mind tiktok is this like buzzword at you know it became this buzzword of like china right and although i do believe that there shouldn't be as much restriction there's definitely something to be said about china and its connection with tiktok and but i don't think the bill is doing what we think it's doing and i think that's one of the things that a lot of people aren't getting is that this bill doesn't only restrict tiktok from the us it literally restricts any social media company and can potentially change the way that freedom of speech works in the us for example right and like we were saying like we wouldn't necessarily like it if the school had the ability to shut down any negative uh opinions about them right like if i i, I wanted to say oh like this particular professor at jhu was just not vibing with me like he had it out for me or something i should be able to say that without having repercussions right obviously like if i'm saying really bad stuff just pulling it out of somewhere like that's not great <laughs> i i shouldn't say that obviously like there you could say that some reprimand is as warranted but yeah and so that's the main thing like, a lot of these people are trying to pass this specific bill as something that will just get rid of tiktok but that's not the case and i think that's personally like what's more dangerous is the fact that they can enact the same sort of restriction on tiktok as with any other social media company they really don't like or they feel like it's not catering to their own goals or whatever type of ideology they want to spread actually so. yeah like what what are the specific privacy and security concerns that they have with this with tiktok like what what kind of information is china getting that's the thing right like a lot of people are thinking that this information is something that's never been leaked out but dude Facebook sells information to literally anyone that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for yeah. And I think that's one of the things that during the congressional hearing, a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure this was intentional, they were like blind to it or just like deaf to it. Uh, like the, the CEO of TikTok brought up like Cambridge Analytica, which had like a big data leak, which ended up being like super huge and super bad. But like they kind of just like made a note of it and just like moved on. <laughs> and the reason being is that they, people in Congress, they're, they're not dumb, right? We get like, they got into their positions somehow. And because they're smart, like they're, you know, they have some sort of ability to talk people into like getting them elected. Um, the main thing about it is that a lot of these people don't actually know how far this goes, uh, or how a lot of these other social media companies are actually giving out this information to anyone that really asks or has some money for it. Right. And another thing to note is that a lot of these politicians that were against TikTok and trying to ban it, they have stocks in meta dude like how insane is that this is why i personally believe that if you're like in congress or in government you should not be able to have stocks of any kind because insider trading is super easy dude like how many people have literally been caught doing insider trading because they have the power to know a lot of these things like dude it's insane and that's one of the reasons like they're you know being lobbied by a lot of these north american like social media companies Obviously, they don't want competition. Obviously, they don't want like information to be like spread around. And the fact that TikTok is literally the number one social media right now and literally beating everybody else, of course, they'd have like some ulterior motives than just security. Right. But obviously, security obviously is still the main threat, but it's not as big a threat as like other social media companies that we're still using. We're still using Instagram. We're still using Facebook. We're still using Snapchat. Like a lot of these. They're all they're all they're like, all in on it, dude. They're all recording your data what you like i mean like i don't know yeah it's, it's just bad it's but just what 
I, I guess what I'm asking is like, what type of data are we talking about? I mean, simple analytics. What do you like? Um, basically, is that dangerous though? Like for them to know that kind of data, like what you like, also what you don't like. Yeah, and like it's, it could sway elections too. The the thing is, think like of it. That that's wasn't that what the 2016 election happened? There were a ton of like with Russian stuff. There were a ton of Twitter Russian bots just doing spamming stuff. and like making people. I don't know. Like well, a certain yeah. way. The the, the, the oh, main thing, like getting people like riled up about yeah, yeah exactly. Stuff. Because if they know how you think, if they not necessarily like a personal, I think mm. getting I see. a single person like knowing them really well is really hard. But you know, it's the whole thing of like um, unorganized organization, right? Like. There is, in the universe, everything is just kind of like wild, right? Everything happens. It's so random. But within that randomness, there is predictability. Same thing with the U.S. population. Sure, you might not necessarily know how me, Ricardo, who lives in South Carolina, like specifically thinks all the time. You're not going to get that level of like granularity with a lot of this information that you're getting. But if you say, oh, this is how like Hispanic people in the U.S. think. How can I cater to them? I know that like Hispanic people really like these issues. So if I'm able to push these issues or if I'm able to change the way they think in this manner, then I'm able to change this population and make them do a certain thing. So it's not necessarily knowing a person with such granularity that you know what they're thinking at every step of the way. But if you're able to know how the herd behaves, then you can have some type of catalyst to change the way in which most of that herd moves in. Got it. So it's basically the cognitive warfare that I was talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like so it goes back it. into this idea of changing the way people think. Yeah, exactly. Demoralizing them or changing just the way their government works by getting ideas into their heads. It's like, it's really like far-fetched that this is happening. But yeah, it's like a whole bunch of like different points that just kind of like snowball into bigger effects. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you, going back to your point of um, like restricting insider trading. Yeah. I think that can kind of be expanded to... The government regulating the government yeah right like it's so hard like just think about yourself personally like it's very hard to kind of i don't know i don't say like discipline but like kind of discipline yourself or like kind of regulate yourself or like yeah. what you're doing yeah like if you make the rules like what incentive is there for you to exactly behavior? exactly so same thing with the government it's like there's no there's nothing stopping the government from doing anything really i mean we're supposed to be a you know representative democracy so we do have that power to like vote in who's in power but once they're in power, I mean, you know, they're kind of there and they can do whatever they want, really. Yeah. You know, there's not really much we can do about it. Yeah. Um, so it does raise a good, the good point of like, how do we kind of restrict the government? But I, I guess that would require the government restricting itself. I think, you know, in so a way, kind of yeah. a, a paradox. It, it is extremely hard. Like one of the things that people talk about a lot is just like getting money out of politics. Right. We don't like I don't think anyone likes like uh, lobbying. I think lobbying is like literally just a formalized or a legal version of of, uh, cons you know, conspiring to do something or or bribing. Right. Mm, it's like yeah. the legalized version of bribing. So, like, think about it. Like if the automotive industry doesn't want to have more walkable cities, well, they have millions of dollars, potentially billions of dollars they can spend on various um, different politicians to get laws that will restrict the ability to have walkable cities or like electric vehicles or whatever other like thing that doesn't necessarily require cars. And so in my opinion, I think it's a great way to just like disincentivize people from, you know, doing a lot of these harmful things is just simply getting money out of politics. But then again, how do you even implement that? Right? Like how do you tell the government if the government is governing itself? 
So it is extremely hard, but like as an idea, like getting money out of politics sounds great. How do you actually implement it? I don't have the slightest clue about it. I'm a CS person. I, I'm not poli sci. We should get a poli sci person on this. We really should. Yeah, I wonder if the um the Hopkins podcast on foreign affairs, if they're talking about this, because this is pretty big. We should get some big from issue. There. We really should. So yeah, we should definitely do a collaboration with with them. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's sort of like the the bad thing about like this TikTok ban and stuff. It's just that yeah, like how many of you guys genuinely like use TikTok for like good things or like dissemination of like good information i'm sure like it's not all me i mean right? we have we have our tiktok account where right, we did our interviews our i would exactly. consider that positive right you know yeah. positive information dissemination do you use uh tiktok I no i don't oh you don't actually. okay so you're one of the few yeah. okay he's untainted guys <laughs> let's um, go yeah so like but like yeah you get like a lot of information it's not all bad right i follow a lot of like workout and people that are like really basing their workouts and their movements off of science right and to me that's really informative and that's something that I can actually use that's not just a meme. And so many companies even have been able to reach a bigger audience through TikTok, right? TikTok's algorithm is really good for just grabbing a lot of people's attention, mm. which is what we want, uh, especially with like clips of this podcast just being on there. Like it's it's just amazing, but um, definitely not something that I believe to a degree should be restricted. I feel like there is a duality of safety, right? Like there, you can have safe, you can be safe, but not... Free and you can like freedom does not equate safety, right? If I am free to do whatever I want, that means the next person is, and I can't control what they have to say, what they can do, and that's really dangerous. But at the same time, I can't be so free that I cannot do things that I enjoy or speak out my mind against people that I personally really believe are harmful to our way of living, our society, or our, our ideas, right? Same thing with like spreading hateful messages online. Like, I agree that it's really bad. Rather than completely censoring it, I feel like there should be more disclaimers and more information to go around about why people think the way they do, why this ideology is particularly bad. So more re-educating rather than simply saying this is bad, right? Because I feel like a lot of the times people get into these ideas of like, oh, people just hate me, so I'm just going to go at it with more force, which it's not helpful. I think the more information that we have on a lot of these things, the better people are off rather than just straight banning and like deep platforming people. At least that's the way I see. It. I don't know if you guys want to comment on like how you view things specifically. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was saying, right? That you have to educate people, like what you said. Because I mean, I I do believe that there should be like a fine line of like censorship. Obviously, has to exist. Yeah. But um, it, I don't know. I honestly don't know much about why, like this case about why the U.S. government is going after TikTok. Simply ties with China, like that's pretty yeah. much sums it up. But I just know that social media in general is you've it's, gotta be careful. It's it's not great. I obviously. mean well I remember watching a documentary about I think one of the the creators of one of Google's algorithms on recommendations, he doesn't let he didn't let his children have grow up with the internet because he knew how dangerous Is it this is. a social dilemma? Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, is that on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah Netflix. that's one I watch. Highly recommend everyone it's watch really that. Good, Pretty yeah. sure my mom watched Very it. And she was like, "Oh my god, this is how like social media works." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, mom, I know." Yeah, once you watch that, it's, it's no, it's crazy. it's scary and it's eye opening. Yeah. It yeah. is definitely recommend watching. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I mean, you raised a good point. Like, you definitely said a controversial statement there of like censorship is necessary sometimes, but I do kind of agree with that in the sense that there's this huge debate over, you know, like how people 
like on Twitter, for example, they just go on these crazy rants of like hate dude, speech or like worst takes on, crazy on ideology. Like Twitter, dude, like really so bad. in that sense, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like in that sense, I think like it's because censorship, your freedom cannot end someone else's freedom or rights. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Interesting. So like, yeah. your freedom ends when the next person's freedom is being restricted. Yeah, mm. you just that's that's what. I mean, yeah, there are some things that you just, I don't think you should be allowed to say. Yeah. Yeah. Also, people on Twitter just think that their opinion, like, is more important than others. And so they will yeah. go off on rants. Yeah. It's the craziest. If, if you guys have, like, just are killing for time and are extremely bored to the point of death, just go on Twitter and see what the latest rant is about. Like, you'll see the most, like, super bad takes to the point where you will get riled up. I mean, it's not great, but at the very least, I guess you're killing time. So there's that. But uh, but then at the, at the same time, though... How do you determine what you can say and what you cannot say, you know? Exactly. That, That's the I, issue. Yeah, I just realized that. I was so. talking with Ricardo, like, you kind of either have free speech or you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, like, in between, because, like, like you said, you can, you, I would like to not, that, that's, to me, that's a big issue with social media. It's like, we're giving a voice to people who should really not be having a voice to, you know, millions of people. You know what I mean? Like, they're spreading... Yeah not good ideologies mm-hmm. but then again how do we decide what's not good right or like, what's bad or what's i don't evil? Th- i don't think you That's can be very issue. strict though yeah Let's exactly so but that i feel like there's got to be a baseline somewhere that people can agree on yeah there has to be but the issue is people don't agree on this because yeah. some people would say oh no that was a perfectly good rant or whatever yeah like people will be like that was the most atrocious thing i've ever heard like, yeah. for example, you know what i mean right? so it's, people have different perspectives for example we can look at like we can say oh like as long as like it doesn't incite they don't explicitly incite violence like as long as they strictly don't say oh we're gonna do this to this person yeah, yeah. Or we're gonna like go to this place and do this you might say oh that's fine but you can look at like places that like have had revolutions like in probably france right france is always yeah france is always like on something dude. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean I, yeah. I don't exactly know but i'm pretty sure i read somewhere of like social media being a really great or like in egypt right social media took a great um idea for like a revolution or like some type of uh, uprising in Egypt, for example, and it happened because of it. I mean, did that end things for the better? I'm not exactly sure, but they could have. And that's the problem, right? If we restrict even a little bit, we don't know the effects of it. We can say restrict the ability for people to go out and explicitly like say that they're going to do harm or change things. But then you can theoretically inhibit the ability of people that are planning an uprising for the better to perform those activities because now they can't get their ideas out there. So it's really like you have to juggle with these ideas and it's super hard, right? It's just like, because just because I like a sandwich doesn't mean that like pizza is not great. Right. Or if I say, Oh, pizza is like definitely better than like hamburgers. And then somebody gets really riled up and says, hamburgers is really, you know, better than pizza. Well, there is no like real consensus. And I don't think you should necessarily censor either one of them. Right. Especially when it comes to like really like, you know worldwide politics it's just a whole mess it is really great in that area and i don't really think there's like a way to handle it i think it's the main problem there really is no base guidelines because everything is just so everything is its own special case and i feel like that's the main problem do you guys think okay so do you guys think censorship should or should not at least, like at least some i don't that's the problem i don't know you don't know it's i just so don't weird. want us to turn into china that's that's what no, i want. that's what yeah i don't mind like yeah like if someone's impinging on someone else's freedom right. that's an issue yeah right because yeah. that's like kind of ruining the whole purpose of like free speech or freedom yeah. but 
there has to be uh, there I, needs to be more dialogue around this i think is the is yeah. the i think the big thing the for me is that i don't think you should be inciting hate violence or anything like that that's yeah. like the big one that comes into mind right yeah so there has to be like a common definition of like what hate is, yeah. what violence is. Yeah. I think most people can agree on a certain Right, but then level, if you bring up like, you know? I don't know, like a dictatorship, right? Like if you spread messages of like an uprising or trying to overthrow a government, which is notoriously bad, <laughs> because on the, you know, terms of service, it says you can't incite violence. Theoretically, it's a good thing because you're not inciting violence, but then you're deterring people's potential from you know, potentially getting out of a worse situation. So that's where, like, I think it's really case-on-case basis. Like, for the majority of the times, I would 100% agree inciting violence is not the way to go and should outright just not be a thing on the internet. But then, you know, there's... Maybe that's what you said. It should be case-by-case. Yeah. Maybe making a general definition is not the the right way to, like, view this. But take it one step at a time. Yeah. And that's personally why I believe that a lot of these issues shouldn't necessarily be censored as much talked about and discussed right so i feel like if somebody takes gives a bad take on like twitter everybody should be able to discuss it and come to the consensus that yeah this was this was pretty bad we're like oh you know what maybe they had a point and we like overreacted a little bit you know ask ChatGPT. yeah exactly (laughs) so you know it's 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 a gray area i don't think we necessarily have the answers it's really hard to come up with a case by case and i think the more you employ censorship the more it leads to more censorship which is the worst part and that's why we're talking about the tiktok ban and the bill in the first place right because if we let this on we don't know if this can potentially lead to more censorship not only of social medias but over just like google or many other like information hubs that we use like what if wikipedia is just like oh yeah we can't use this because we don't like the way they're saying things or like framing stuff right so i don't know it's it's hard it's a hard conversation it needs to be had but it's extremely difficult and we're definitely not the most qualified people to talk on this but like at the very least we're trying to like shine light upon it mm-hmm. and i think that's a little bit of like what's important about this podcast exactly so i'll open it up to you know you the listener like think about what you value personally like when you're you know scrolling through social media like, do you value kind of your convenience? Do you value your privacy? Do you value your kind of freedom of speech? Or do you want to see, you know, more limitations on what people can say? I mean, I think this is something that, you know, definitely like think about and also talk about with other people, like talk with your friends, talk with your family. I think there needs to be a more widespread discussion. I think that the TikTok ban in a sense is, or the attempt at a TikTok ban in a sense is a good thing, or there's a silver lining to it because it's an eye opener. It's an, it's an eye, eye opener. opener yeah. Like that's, that's, that's what I would take out of it is like, at least it's, it's opening um, kind of this path for more discussions around this, because like you said, we're the first generation to really be growing up with this technology. Um, and it's, it's really messing with like our psychology and messing with society. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be more careful and cognizant of like what implications it has moving forward. Um, but then again, we have to have this balance somehow that we have to agree upon somehow of not turning into China and being like this full censorship, but also not being like a hundred percent, like people can go on tirades and rants and say whatever they want and cite violence and hate and whatever. So there needs to be some middle ground yeah. somewhere in the midst of those two extremes. Yeah. So there has to be a middle ground. So and I don't somewhere know between like it. China and 4chan, that's 
kind of in there. Yeah, exactly. So we got to like start like pushing the extremes in a little bit, little mm -hmm. by little. And you said maybe step by step, like mm -hmm. we, we agree on like a certain thing and then we kind of move forward from there and just go a little bit by little bit of like what makes sense, what should be restricted, what shouldn't be restricted. Um, but it will definitely require, you know, citizens like us citizens kind of getting together, having this discussion. It's going to require corporations, these companies to have, you know, more discussions and maybe, you know, government regulation um, or government non-regulation on them. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of one of the biggest uh, topics of our, our uh, century. Um, but hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. I think it's a super interesting conversation. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be using TikTok moving forward. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll keep our TikTok presence uh, because we think we're disseminating good information there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would, I'm kind of quoting a uh, Instagram guy. I forget his name. Um, John recommended him to me, but his quote is scroll mindfully. So I'll mm -hmm. leave you with that. Scroll mindfully and like think about the next time you're on, maybe you're on Instagram right now while you're listening to this. Like think about what you're doing, what you're trying to get out of it. Um, I think it's really important to you know think about and discuss so mm -hmm. till the next one bye, <laughs> bye. see ya